Wow, this is just exciting, guys. This is a, I think this is really a, a more monumental occasion than you might realize, and hopefully um, God will shed more light on that as we go this morning. It is going to be kind of multifaceted. Um, each one of us as pastors is going to share at different times here. Really, we're going to have it framed uh, with two rounds of sharing that uh, each round will culminate in, in a round of prayer. We'll pray as pastors. Even some people in the audience would be welcome to prayer, but really the first round of prayer is going to have to do with acknowledging all that God has done. Um, we're going to take time just to acknowledge what God has done in the last two years in two locations. We're going to have Brad share related to the Highlands and, and Drew related to Parker. We're going to do a round of just trying to bless and encourage one another from one location to the other, followed by a round of prayer. And then we'll just break bread to uh, finish our, our that part of the celebration this morning, followed by the celebration feast, um, which should be great time too, but I just thought, um, you know, as we are really, today represents uh, the opening of a, a new chapter, and but and the closing of an old chapter, but the chapter that we're opening, it's really a part of the same story, and it's the Firehouse Church story. And I thought before we get into the specifics of the last two years that I'd just kind of back us up and take a look at the story that you may or may not realize that you are a part of related to this church that is multiplying here today. And, and so um, I've got a verse or two I'll share with you. This is one just reading through the one-year Bible, and it uh, came across this in just recent weeks here. You might have seen it in Micah, but I love just the thought here. It says, uh, kind of like what John was talking about, to God encouraged the Israelites to remember their 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 journey, and, and I think God wants us to do that this morning as well. And the verse just says this, this is from the, the NIV here, it just says, remember your journey from Shittim to Gilgah, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. And really what I get the opportunity, the privilege to do this morning is, is share the journey that we've been on as the Firehouse Church since uh, being established in 2004. I'm going to show some pictures and things like that just to give a, an overview and then um, Brad and Drew will share some things that God has specifically done that we want to give thanks and praise for in the last two years here really. I love this and the, the New Living Translation puts this same verse like this and remember your journey from the Acacia Grove to Gilga when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. Um, you know, I, I think God has been faithful to us as a church over the years. God has been faithful to us. I know individually many of us can testify to that. But um, we're going to take some time this morning just to, just to acknowledge some of the faithfulness that God has shown us. And one, to, to celebrate and thank and give Him praise, glorify Him for what He's done. But two, I think it positions us for the faith and the faith steps that He would have ahead of us to be reminded of what He has done and therefore what He can do as He leads us forward in, in two churches here. And so um, we're just going to show you a few fun pictures. Some of you might have seen these before. Some of you are in them. Um, so this one... I don't know if you recognize that bright and smiling face in the front row there. Brad, are you around here? That's a, that's a great smile, buddy. Yeah, still got this great smile and facial hair to this day. So, um, But, you know, back in 2004, we had a team of students. Uh, a number of us were back at Fort Collins. There was a, a team of students that were graduating. And uh, one of the regional pastors, Rick Whitney, at the time said, um, he approached me and just said, Hey, uh, would you consider bringing a team from CSU down to Denver? And so we began praying about it. But we did a little reconnaissance work. And uh, really this March would probably represent 14 years ago. We brought down a spring break team from Colorado State University. And we did some exploring. Some of you might recognize some faces there. Caitlin, are you floating around here anywhere? She's uh, still got a great smile as well. We've got little Rory is standing on the table there. Um, and now if Rory stood on the table, it would probably fall over. There's Rory right there. Um, so this is you know, a number of years ago, but we started out in 04 just exploring the land. And that summer we decided to have a, um, a team called uh, the Infusion Team where we sent a number of students down here to Denver to get jobs. Many people got jobs at uh, a fine institution called Elitch's. Um, most of the students survived that summer. Um, we, we lost a couple due to some broken rides and stuff. But uh, it was, uh, I think we got a picture of that. They stayed... Uh, 
stayed in a place called the Sherman Tower that was down on Sherman and like 11th or 12th in Denver. The Sherman Tower, I don't know if it exists anymore. If it does, it looks a lot better than it did back then. Um, another picture of some of the folks there. Again, you might recognize there's a, we see Brad in there. There's a, I'm holding our, our uh, daughter Graham in, in that picture there. She's a little tiny thing back then. Now she's uh, almost six foot tall. <laughs> but uh, we've got her more Morgan's in there. I think uh, there's some other familiar faces. I do think Sarah Albers in there, Caitlin, um, anyone else? I think Andy, Andy Simpson floating around here. But um, there's a, a number of people that were a part of that team. There's Jay Weber. I don't know if he's here this morning. We had um, he was a part of that summer team as well. Jay and a bunch of guys. We packed them into apartments, and, and there was so many people in a room that Jay decided to put a sleeping bag in a closet. He lived in a closet that summer. We invented a new. Uh, measurement, uh, you know, standard of measurement. We called it the Weber unit, how much space it takes to take up a closet, you know, and that was the, the J. Weber unit. But anyways, uh, we'll, we'll keep going here with the team. Um, we moved from there that summer. After the summer, we felt like God wanted us to start a church and have some people move down. My wife and I had moved down with a three-year lease in Commons Park, and we decided to keep the lease going, and we continued. And, and we began meeting. The Firehouse Church began its first meeting fall, uh, August of '04 on the second floor corner apartment of Commons Park West. You might drive by that regularly still today. We met in our living room there. Um, and so that's that's where things began uh, almost 14 years ago here. We moved from there to uh, across the street. We grew out of the living room. We moved, one of the guys joining us worked at a Cactus Marketing just down the street, Little Raven and 15th. And, and so we began meeting in the, their lobby at the office space there, Cactus Marketing. From there we moved to... Uh, the Metro Apartments. I don't know if anyone knows the Metro Apartments over by Coors Field. And again, we began meeting in the lobby there. Got a picture of some of the people there. You might not recognize them. There's one guy I want to draw your attention to. You recognize that person? Where is Reeve Miller? He is right there. Reeve, back in the day. He, he, something's happened to him since then. But uh, this was uh, back when we were meeting in, in the lobby of the Metro. From there, um, you know, this was a retreat we took as God added to our numbers. People who were joining us, being saved, being baptized. We took a retreat up in Estes Park. Uh, it's a number of us. Uh, I think we might have been somewhere between the Metro. Um, some of the faces there you might recognize. Zach Kaiser. Uh, it's a good smile going there. We've got to see in the back row there, Jeremy Triggs. He's sticking his head up. It was the first time we really connected with him was at this retreat. There's Sarah, Andy. Over on the side here, we've got Greg with uh, Reeve on his shoulders there. I think Reeve and Greg and Christine right there. I think Caitlin in front of them. Morgan and I off to the left. Rick Whitney there. But those are some of the faces you, you might recognize from the crowd back in the days there. We moved from there to uh, the Tivoli. We met on the sixth floor of the Tivoli Student Union building, and unfortunately, they had not started brewing anything there yet at the time, but uh, it was a great view, and um, this is a picture of, there's Morgan and Sarah, then from there, we moved to the Asbury of church just down the street. We met there for a while. Um, continuing, let's see what we have after the Asbury. I think we have... Yep. Eventually, the Asbury, the guys there said, hey, we want to rent this church out to someone else. They're going to pay us a lot more money. They kind of gave us notice, and we were trying to figure out what to do. But about that time, we were in dialogue about uh, leasing a really cool lime green warehouse in the neighborhood here. And uh, it needed a lot of work. So in the meantime, we met at places like the Ramada right there on Spear. We met at the Regent, uh, the Regency Student Housing down in the, the alley, the bowling alley area. And then from there, we got to land this awesome facility right there, and uh, which, which has come a long ways. Um, let's see from there. You got some more pictures. Just some construction pictures. I love this one to me that we're in the middle of a, you know, we hired some guys to help us do general contracting things where they actually required professionals, uh, and then we did a lot of volunteer labor. Greg just directed this uh, multifaceted construction team of volunteers, and there's Andrew. He's out in uh, what's he out in Stillwater nowadays? Yeah, there's Greg talking to some people there. You know, uh, giving instructions. There's Zach. Um, who else we have here? What's the next picture we've got? Uh, yeah, there's again, Greg's, I think he's talking to Alan there and saying, be careful because this building might collapse, I think is what he's saying. Uh, so there's another picture here. I don't know if you recognize that, but this was the stage before it was the stage, you know, and we, we had to 
spray off the, the rafters and put build everything here and then painted it. This was the hallway right there under construction. That was a hallway that we had uh, for a while when we were building this, renovating this. We did a thing. We did 40 days of prayer. And often we met right in this hallway with no heat. It was freezing cold. And, and we prayed. And you prayed and you had a paintbrush in hand or whatever you were doing at the time. And it was just, a, boy, an amazing time back back in 2010, the end of the year is when we started it. And then we got to occupancy Easter coming into the new year there. So, um, But anyways, one of the, the things that I think about is just this verse, and I shared it in a siren email recently, but I'm just reminded of a, a time where Samuel, um, he, he stopped after a victory that God gave the Israelites over the Philistines. And it said this, he took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he named it Ebenezer which means stone of help. And he said, thus far the Lord has helped us. You know, in some ways this building to me represents an Ebenezer stone or two. It's got a lot of stones, a lot of bricks. This whole building, the whole process of God moving us here was a giant Ebenezer just getting a, uh, getting the lease on the building. And then we went to do construction and no bank in the right mind would finance us because we had no assets but a few stands and uh, maybe a little equipment here and Eventually, uh, a dear brother gave us a loan on the construction loan, over two hundred, uh, almost two hundred thousand dollars, and said he would charge us no interest and we'd just pay him back. and um, And so we began construction. We did a fundraiser, and there was probably hundreds of man hours that went into this building being transformed from a rundown, dilapidated warehouse with very little functionality, like water, electricity, and plumbing, um, to what you see today. And in many ways. This, to me, has always been an Ebenezer. Like, I go here, and I just walk here, and I go, that's right. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And and yet today... Um you know, I think it's even more than that. I think of the song that we sang, Come Thy Fount. You know, it says, Here here I raise my Ebenezer. You know, I think about this for all of us. But here, here today we raise our Ebenezer. And here, Lord, by Thy great help we've come. You know, this, this event of celebrating the multiplication of churches, it's, it's an Ebenezer that's beyond the bricks of this building here. I think it's just, it's a monumental event of God being faithful to us and God leading us into opportunities and giving us the faith to step into them and, and He's multiplying us from the last two years. The Thrive Campaign, we talked about being one church in two locations. And really what we're celebrating today is becoming of two churches with one vision. The Great Commission, which we, you know, express personally by saying reaching the world with Jesus, starting well, starting here. Well, I'm continuing to start here and, and starting in Parker now as well. And um, But this is a monumental event. And in some ways I would say this is an Ebenezer. And we want to just acknowledge and give God the thanks and the praise related to that. And we're going to do some specific facets of things to thank and praise Him for here. As uh, Brad's going to share some related to things that he's seen God do with you in the Highlands here. And, and Drew's going to share some things about that related to Parker. And then we're just going to take a, a time to have a round of prayer and thanks. And we'll share gears into the, the round after that. But uh, I think is Brad next or, or uh, Drew? Brad? Why don't you guys welcome Brad on up here. Good morning. It's fun to be together, isn't it? It's a few faces I hadn't seen in a while. It's good. It's like a family reunion here. Love you guys in the south, and I feel like I make it down there about twice a year right now, so it's good. It's a little bit like when you all get together at Christmas and get back together, so it's good to be with you guys. It's good to just celebrate what God's doing. I was just thinking of what do we share today, what do we talk about, and, and really it's just praising God. God has been really faithful to us. I was looking at some of those same pictures Rich had up this week, just thinking about what he's done for us the last, what do you say, what, 14 years now? We're going on, and God's just been so faithful to us and done so much. And I put a couple verses up there, or just on my heart, just thinking about God's faithfulness to us. Psalm 66 says, come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles he performs for his people. And we really just praise God that, you know, there were some small teams out of Rich's apartment and it has gone a long way since then. And God's blessed and it's not, 
anything special in any of us in this room or people that were here then, but it's just God has been faithful to us. Amen. And I, I think of Psalm 118 there. We used to sing this. I think Dennis, Dennis is here today. You taught us this in a song a number of years back, but his verse is on my heart today as well, just thinking this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It is a special day. It is a fun day just to think of what God's done here, just to see God planting a new church down south there officially. Uh, there's just so much to rejoice in what God's done. And Rejoice in both locations and just rejoice in the highlands as we go through a few things. And I do, I was looking at a picture of that fall retreat. There was actually even a picture of a fall retreat the year before that, I think, as we were forming a team. And it's down to, I think it's down to like either you married the pastor and you're still here or you're Caitlin. are the only people I recognize. So, Caitlin, thanks for sticking with us and bringing your family along. But it's a. Uh, it's a lot of different faces in here, but we love the family God has with us. And God, I love you all, and it's just good to be together. It's good to keep um, just moving forward in the Great Commission here in the Highlands and seeing it moved on in Parker there. Um, I have a few pictures just to remember. One of the things I wanted to highlight, just as Greg and I were talking, of really what to praise God for. You know, as Greg and I looked around two or three years ago, one of the things we saw is we were trying to run, I don't know if we call them small groups or house churches or something, but we had these groups and we were trying to get the gospel out and do relational evangelism and, and meet people. And one of the things we noticed was they were really only run by mostly pastors. And I think maybe Jeremy was running one and was a deacon. And we saw, you know what, we're kind of limiting what God wants to do because we're funneling it all through us. And so uh, Greg had a lot of great ideas on that and, and rolling it out. And one of the things we wanted to do is just say, can we empower people just to start groups to live out the gospel and reach out to their friends, reach out to their neighbors, reach out at work, reach out on campus, and see what God might do. And so out of that came gospel groups. And so intentionally, Greg and I have tried to stay out of these as much as we can and just let you guys run with these and let God go wild and see what he'd do just starting these groups. And so that was a number of years ago. I think that was about three years ago now. So I've put up some of them I was remembering here. You can look back on some don't exist anymore. But we told people, just go try it for six months. See if your friends will come and do something else if it doesn't come along. Some of the ones I'm missing today is an outdoor enthusiast and active ones. Tim, no one's trying to get me to do a run in gospel group anymore. I kind of miss that, so maybe we need to reinstitute that. But that one was fun. I think of, uh, you know, that men in cars one. That's a fun one, too that we missed today, but I, I appreciate, really this represents in the church, not even so much Greg and I applying faith as all of you just stepping out and applying faith, and we honor that, we praise God for that, because I think the gospel has gone forward, and you guys just reaching out and doing evangelism and living life together and living out the gospel and studying God's word in all these contexts, and it's just been neat to see God bless and move over that. I have a few pictures as well. I asked, like, I'm a little sleep deprived because we just had a baby a couple weeks ago, and so it came to my mind yesterday to email gospel group leaders and see if they had pictures. But I found this one. Amanda, I think, got back to me, and this is the women's Bible study. They went and did one of those sip and paint places, I believe, and they all made those lovely pictures there. Is it still in anyone's living room? In the office, good. There's the women's Bible study. That was a good group just to get together and um, study the um, Bible together with some of the ladies. This is a newer group, just of a family's group going on. I had to include this picture because Luke has an awesome sweater. <laughs> if you see him there. And there's some kids playing a, a game there together. But good just to see even families coming together and uh, just reaching out, living life together, trying to parent together and reach people with the gospel. So just celebrating what God's done there. Um, this one, this is a near and dear picture to my heart right here. So this was the Men in Cars ministry. I, I asked John McIntosh, and he said he didn't have any pictures, but Greg snapped one for us to catch this. So not everyone might have been around for this, but they just set up shop in the garage and basically offered to the church and friends they had, if you want to bring your car by, we don't know everything, but we'll try to work on it. And so... 
this picture right here, so this, this car was Greg's at the time, this pilot here. They're trying to make it run and still live. And so they're blessing Greg. And then I didn't notice this at first, but right next to it was my car. I didn't do anything with men in cars. I wish I could have, but I didn't find the time. But the Civic, well, eventually Greg and I switched cars. And so both Greg and I have owned this car that they've put together. So you've really kept our pastors running here. I like this. I think that's RJ and Tyler underneath there. That's a good... I'm sure you guys are glad to have me do your grease monkey picture up here of underneath a car, but I think that's where RJ might be more natural in the world is underneath a car. He's got some good skills there, and I think that's John around the back doing something there as well. But anyway, the next one here. And another thing we were just counting up recently is just praising God that, you know, by our best count, about 80% of members of the church are involved with gospel groups. And, you know, one of the things we looked at a few years back was saying, we're trying to do some things midweek and, and develop relationship and live out the gospel. And God's really brought you all into these groups and been active and been building relationships and getting the gospel out and we're just praising God that so many people in the church are invested in a part of those groups so a few more things I want to highlight one I'm slipping in an announcement one new gospel group is starting up next week which is just a praise to God which is the women in Christ group just another Bible study going on for women starting tomorrow night at 7pm here at the building So, um, and really it's just living out as women in this time and they put up I think Jenny had that verse on there, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and of self-discipline or sound mind. Um, so just new ones even starting up this week. Praise God. Okay, the next slide. A few just ministry opportunities I wanted to highlight the last few years. One is a ministry called Cafe Bebe. We just said there's so many families in this neighborhood. Let's open up our doors and do a mom's group and... We've had so many people just in from the neighborhood to build relationships and meet them, and they come right in our lobby and have their kids come in and play, and uh, it's been neat just to see God bring so many people in the door. A number of people have come to church and visited, and you all have been to their homes and, and met with them, just praising God for that. We did some fun salt and light nights or prayer on the porch the last few years. I grabbed the slide from that, but just cool to see us getting out in the neighborhood and praying with people. I think of one time over the summer where um, we went up to someone's door, and I, I think across the board it was kind of a hard night, and no one wanted to pray with us. And um, Just wondering, what, what is God even doing with this time? We're going up and asking people in this really affluent neighborhood if they need anything, and, and not much came back. And, and the next day... And the next Sunday, this man came into church and said, you know, we turned you, we turned you down for prayer that night. And it's been on my conscience ever since because my wife died that night. And I'm trying to figure out um, what should I do? How do I respond to the Lord? And so he came to church that next week, and I prayed with him and met him a little more. And just, God's been at work. Um, anyway. Next one, even thinking of mercy ministry, just helping people. Remember you had people just that don't have a lot in their, your homes and, and reached out to them with meals and uh, teamed up with a women's shelter in town with meals a lot. So just praising God for some of those opportunities. Okay, next one. And outreaches of the Rockies game, some good handing out waters and outreaching there. We hosted a discipleship training camp here at the building and brought in a cool rock band headed by Steel Cross White there. And I think both locations attended to that with our teens. And so that was a fun team-up opportunity and getting all the teens in our region there. And I think they did some outreach down at the skate park down the road and handed out flyers for us in the neighborhood. Just cool to see uh, God working through your teens there. A couple mission trips, one just to team up and help our Parker location, and one going to the Phoenix Church just to, to help the church there. I, th I know we had about 15 or 20 go down there, and they got onto the campus. They helped flyer for a sports camp and just bless that church and help get the gospel out this year. And then one last thing to highlight, just a special time, is just sending off Tim and Julie, our good friends of ours in our church, um, we had a party for them to send them off. They had a neat opportunity to teach in China and to be a part of the university there. Here's uh, Professor Kavanaugh. The writing's a little slow, uh, 
small on that. You might not be able to catch it. It wasn't the highest res picture I got, but it does list him as Dr. Kavanaugh in his class there. And uh, he's a professor on a campus there teaching really about business ethics and how it's just a praise to God. He's being asked to teach how um, really we get ethics for our business. And, and he's been able to share how a biblical foundation really lays the groundwork for business ethics and share really clearly about what framework we have and his background and really just doing relational meeting people and trying to get in their lives and here they are just meeting with students um, Tim's on the left there and Julie um, this these are fun pictures they're her out in the middle of campus and in her class I think the picture there someone put on Instagram or Facebook or something but it says like I'm in love with my foreign teacher <laughs> and there's a heart on it I don't think it's like a crush thing as much as... I think it's some sweet little uh, Chinese gal there that just loves her teacher and they adore her and what a neat opportunity. We're going to try to... Julie's here today somewhere. I can't see anyone here, but I caught her this morning. Uh, There's a lot of neat things going on there. We're just praising God. They're having a great time there and um, we're going to try to get... Tim is going to be back in town later this month. We're going to try to get him to share with the church here just more what they're doing, but just praise God for them just being able to impart a way of life that they have with people over there and have a neat opportunity. Okay. I'm going to invite Drew up. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great to see what God's been doing here in the Highlands. How about if you're you're part of this location here at the Highlands. Can you raise your hand? All right. How about the Parker South location? That's awesome. How about if you're part of the Firehouse Church, raise your hand. All right. That should be everyone. Uh, I just want to go through a few things. It's been a it's a, been a great journey for sure. I'm I'm the kind of guy who likes to to look forward and, and figure out what's next and does not take the time a lot to to look back and see what God's done. Um, so it's always a blessing to me when I do stop and do that and going through you know some of these timelines and some of the cool things that that happened that I had already forgot about um, was just a, a blessing for me and God does not forget about it. God does not um, overlook anything that we do. But I just wanted to start in, uh, it was actually April 5th, 2015, so I, I looked that up. So that was three years ago this coming April, uh, we did the Easter service was a split. So that was our first Sunday service, I believe, um, that was separated from having two, two services. So we actually met here at the Franktown Fire Station. Who remembers the... That, yeah, that was a, a fun spot. It was free, which was uh, a bonus. Uh, it was pretty small, and and the firemen had like sleeping quarters right next to it, so it couldn't be too loud. So it wasn't the most ideal location, but it did, did fit our name pretty well. Um, American Academy. So uh, I'm, I was thinking, Rich, you were talking through all these these buildings you guys went through when you got started, and grateful that um, this is only the second one we had to to meet in, and we're still there. God has been gracious uh, for this place, but it's right right in the heart of. Um, Parker, next to um, Clark Farms there. Uh, quite a number of people in the, the town there know about American Academy. It's a, it's a school that a lot of kids go to. Um, so it's been, been a great location. Um, it's cheaper than some of the other schools out there. Uh, but let's, yeah, November 6th, so go back one. So that was, uh, I think we're going to go over the, the timeline of Thrive, but that was right after the Thrive campaign had really kicked off and we uh, landed there. Our first meeting was, was November November 8th. So there's our there's our cool little uh, logo there. I found all all of these um, that we did. So that's that was a pretty cool one. And, and your guys' support was not only the the funds and the prayers, uh, but you know Greg designed half our our flyers, I think too. So um, you guys were still really yeah probably all of them. <laughs> Tiffany, you you helped. Let's not forget Tiffany. But yeah, Greg uh, Greg was huge. But this was a cool little. Uh, one and it just kind of reminded me of you know starting something new. Um, 
trying to think who I wrote down a couple names here. The Noonans, Sam and Veronica. I think you you guys start coming around this time in the temples here. Um, so we did we did a chili kickoff. That was a, a great time where we had a whole ton of chili and. Um, Met there, but here's some of the pictures in American Academy. Uh, I see Rich, Rich up there. We have not broken that that TV yet. We store it in the trailer and carry it in, um, and it's still alive and kicking. Um, yeah, there's there's Thelma. Our Sunday school room, front room, also um, doubles as the the entrance to the to the church. So I think visitors, when they first walk in, are like, "What are all these toys doing here?" Um, but it's a, a great space. It's Tiffany in the the gym with the kids. Uh, what's the next one there? There's the Easter egg hunt. Any kids remember that? I think we had a couple. Uh, couple feet of snow um, so we had to do the Easter egg hunt in inside but we always we always uh, want to challenge our children and you can see there's a lot of hard eggs to find there sometimes we challenge sometimes we bless and here, here you go here's the candy um, what's this one? Oh, the harvest party who who's made it to a harvest party all right we got we've invited i think three years now both uh, the highlands location and uh, the south side there uh, to to the harvest party that's been an awesome time uh, a chance to bring a lot of neighbors and friends and uh, I think there have been uh, touch points there that people have started uh, coming to to church here because of that that harvest party so that's been great um, what else we got so this year I think was was really a, a big year for us um, we started out I think I think God had something special and different uh, for us the the first year and a half um, that we were were meeting or so and really I think what he wanted to do was solidify us as a group and, and have um, us trust in him and build build that faith um, so there was a lot of uh, just walking in faith and and not seeing a, a ton of fruit or a ton of visitors, but man, during that time, and I think you guys would agree, just uh, coming together and growing as a family. And I've never felt so connected to to a church family as I uh, do with you guys down at the south. And I think it was those those year year and a half that that we had met, um, and and God did some pruning, and and we had some people move away. I think we started with uh, fifty fifty people. Uh, team that went down there, um, and today, uh, praise the Lord, we're around 60 or, or 70, uh, which is awesome. But as part of that, you know, we we're looking at the numbers, and actually, you know, 20, 25 people had, had left since that 50. So that's an additional 40, 45 people that God has brought since we, we started there, which is near double the, the 50. So let's give a hand for to God for that. It's been cool. Um, yeah, so the spring this year, if you go back one, just uh, talk through, we, we had a couple series back-to-back wounded. I think um, Josh and Aaron, you guys have an awesome story about that. They they showed up with their their mom just to support her in this series, and, and they ended up uh, just being a part of the family, and it's been awesome uh, working and serving with, with you all. Uh, and then this Easter... Easter uh, service as well. I think we had the opposite problem as the first time. It was like 70 degrees and all the chocolate melted in the the Easter egg when we did it outside. And so we have to still crack that nut. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. What's the next one here? And then this is just this, this summer and fall. Um, God's been doing some cool things. Uh, one of the biggest blessings that's been to the church and, and to my faith and the faith of the church is Rich uh, had on his heart from God to knock on 4,000 doors this summer. So he went out into Parker in the neighborhoods around uh, the school that we meet and, and knocked on 4,000 doors. I think uh, one, one out of four about that, that people answered. So I think he sees as a uh, glass half full that he's got three, three out of four left to still circle back with. Um, but that's it was just encouraging to see see his faith and I think for the whole church and spurred us on to to think about how we could step out in faith and um, some people I think uh, Felix uh, you started coming around there uh, I know you were connected with the trades too Robin uh, I think Rich knocked on on your door there Cynthia and Daryl I think I saw you guys earlier and um, Karen as well just during this time and, and with this breakthrough series 
So God's been doing some awesome things, and then, um, yeah, it kind of culminated. Here's a... Here's where we're at, uh, the the cafeteria there. We move the, the tables and um, set up chairs every week. But this was actually the week we did a, a baby dedication. So we we had uh, the, the months that Rich was knocking on doors, August to October, uh, we had 47 total visitors uh, come through the doors those three months. Um, so that was awesome. And then this day alone, our baby dedication, there was another 47 visitors that came just for, for that. So that was uh, amazing to see God do and just uh, it's all His glory and, and what He's doing. But I think it's each each spot has been a, a thing that God put in place, and, and we stepped out in faith, and we were thinking about what location, we were thinking about what what neighborhood, and it seems like God just really had us here. And man, just really appreciate your guys' prayers and uh, support, and those those down in Parker that are working day in and day out to be part of building the kingdom. It's been such a blessing to me. Uh, and then here's some other cool things God's been doing. I got a picture. Sorry, Veronica, I stole that from your Instagram yesterday. Uh, but that was exciting uh, to, to be a part of that baptism in, in the hot tub there. Um, but really what we're doing in, in Parker and what you guys are doing here is sharing the gospel, making disciples, and, and trying to, to push God's kingdom forward. And I think I, I put this kids' sports night. I know you guys did, did that in Arizona too. But I just think of that as one example of we went out into this neighborhood. We taught all these kids different sports. It was kind of a chaotic, um, and, and we really never saw the, the parents or many um, of those kids come to church, but you know, at the end we sat them down and fed them ice cream, and, and Rich shared um, his story and shared the gospel with him, and I think that's, or with, with those kids there, and I think that's one example uh, of where we were able to, to get the gospel out and get seeds out of the gospel um, that we, we wouldn't have otherwise uh, been here in one location. So uh, that's been been a blessing. And then this bottom picture is just a few uh, weeks old. Uh, December 17th was raised up. Uh, I was raised up as a, as a pastor uh, for Parker Firehouse Church. And, yeah, thanks. So... God is good. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what he has. Uh, there's so many people in this, this room that have uh, just encouraged my faith and helped me uh, get to this place. And I'm um, just, just thankful and grateful for that opportunity. And uh, we're, we're going to be working together moving forward. So I'm excited about that. And that's what, what's coming new. We're circling back around, but I think something, something new is coming. Um, let's see if I missed anything here but no you, you guys have been a blessing my faith has been uh, so encouraged the past couple years um, I think of people like the Moores and the Clarks um, like I mentioned and uh, Wendy and then her parents Chambers uh, Currys are, are all here and such an encouragement and blessing uh, to my life and you guys are my my family I love you guys uh, excited to see what God has for us together so let's give God a hand one more time All right, so we're going to do a round of prayer here. I don't know if um, do you just want me to, to pray or should we circle up? Maybe just do a round. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll pray and uh, we'll pa- pass it on and keep going. God, we thank you um, for this morning. God, thank you for a chance to, to gather together and remember what you have done. God, each one of these um, acts of service or gospel opportunities... Um, or handshakes or smiles, God, can, can seem insignificant, but they, uh, they are big in your eyes, and they can affect eternity, God, only through your power. We thank you for the work uh, that you've done in the Highlands here uh, over the past 14 years, and especially the past two years, God, as, as a number of people have stepped out in faith, um, starting new groups, and uh, serving in different ways that they hadn't before that you're growing each of us, you're building us as disciples, um, and we're, we're sowing the gospel as well. God, I thank you for, for Parker in the south and uh, Littleton, Aurora, Franktown, where you have us, God, that um, you're doing a work there. We can see it. God, thank you for, for being gracious to allow us to see that. I pray that we would just continue um, giving you the glory. God, you deserve all the glory uh, for everything that's, that's happened here. We recognize that this morning. Um, 
And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We'll keep the party rolling here. Um, you know, uh, we're just going to do a round just to try to share some encouragement from the Parker people and location to the Highlands, and then Greg's going to wrap that up with the Highlands sharing towards Parker here, and um, and, and then we'll we'll break bread. We'll probably do a, a abbreviated breaking bread. So, uh, but because because I think we have other bread to break here as well from Qdoba that's probably waiting on us soon. So, um, but anyways, uh, you know, uh, let's see. I'd like to um, try to be as as brief as possible, as brief and yet profoundly encouraging as possible in in one minute here um no um nick do you mind or, or dale do you mind putting all all the this whole page up at once here you know i'm going to speak to greg and speak to brad here real quick and then i'd like to speak to the highlands congregation but just uh you know just speak to the encouragement of of greg and brad and how god's used them over the, the last two years you know some people when we were talking about multiplying locations there was a a lot of people who had a lot of skepticism um you know, externally, they'd look at us and go, what are you guys doing multiplying? Do you, do you have enough people to do this? Do you have enough money? Do you have enough leadership skills? Do you have a lot of questions? And a lot of people wondered if, um, well, boy, if you send a team down to Parker, well, how's it going to go in the Highlands? Are they going to be okay? And, and and vice versa. You know, the Highlands is going to be good, but are you guys going to drown when you go down to Parker? And there are all sorts of, of questions and things. And, and I think it's really a, just a great opportunity to just give God Thanks for causing both locations to thrive, and it's and it's been encouraging to watch Greg and watch Brad rise to the occasion here. Greg, um, you know some of the things that I've appreciated about you over the years, some of you, the the skills and giftings and talents that God's given you. Obviously, a, an architect. You know, I think uh, always think of that verse about God's the architect, and um, you know I, I think there's some things Greg appreciates about God related to being an architect, and he brings to any equation that he's in, and he's got a lot of. Cre- Creativity, a lot of organizational skills. You know, one of the things that I think about Greg is if you're around him at all long enough, uh, community happens. You either get drawn into his small group if he's got one, or uh, some people just start gathering it and they starting get united around certain things. And um, Greg's always been a hard worker. That's one of the things I've really appreciated about him. And you know, as a pastor, anytime you add any other pastors to the equation, there's there's you're, you're always you know people are wondering like. Like, oh, is this guy going to make it? Are you sure you're doing the right thing? And, and I've been a part of probably three waves of adding guys where people are asking, are you sure you're doing the right thing? You know, I, I remember um, back with, with Brad and Jeff, we added them, and then with Greg, and now with Drew. But I remember John Meyer as a regional guy just going, you know, are you sure you're doing the right thing here? You know, and uh, But I remember telling John, he was, he was not that skeptical, but I just remember telling John, I said, John, you know, uh, Greg is, uh, one thing I know about Greg is he's an extremely hard worker. And if he brings the work ethic that he's brought into his architect world and that work ethic that he brought to, um, you know, he was full-time working as an architect while having a full-time job of orchestrating a building renovation, while at the same time being a full-time dad and husband. And sometimes people say, I don't have enough time. But Greg was, he was doing it all. And and he was a volunteer. He wasn't paid a cent for it. And he's always been an example to me of a, a hard worker. And I just remember telling John, John, you know what? I think he's just going to bring what he brings, and I think he's going to do really well. I think he's going to jump right into this role. And, you know, it's just... It, it's proved true. Greg's jumped in and he's done whatever's needed to be done. One of the things I love about Greg is he, he loves to build things. You know, some of us, we gravitate towards things naturally. If you get free time, some of us will go fishing. Some of us will go play basketball. Some of us will work on a car. Greg gets free time. Next thing you know, something's being built. Something's, something's happening. Whether it's a, a soundboard, whether it's a stage, whether it's a, a loft at home. Um, but, but I've always appreciated that about you. And uh, One of the things that I love about Greg as an architect as a background you know sometimes he'll see those movies he's like why is it that all the movies portray architects the, the stereotype stereotype is some sort of eccentric egotistical strange person is an architect why you know and uh, but I think in that world sometimes when someone's designing things and they're getting the glory for it um, you know that it can it can create an, an ego and things like that but um, Greg I, I just thought a uh, 
just watching you and all that you God brings to the table through you, this verse reminded me of you. Of, you know, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace t- to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than the rest of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And you know, I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you've been doing and bringing all that God brings through you. The creativity, the organization, the rallying things around the gospel. And, um, but always to beware of the danger that comes naturally to architects or to anyone about having it made about yourself, about building an ego up, but that it would always be that phrase would be, but by the grace of God, he's doing amazing things with you and through you. And um, I, I just trust he'll continue to do that. And, and Brad, you know, I think of a number of things about you here as well. Um, just one of them, I thought it was a, a great picture of Brad was when we were showing through the construction things. There's the middle of a construction scene, stuff going on all around, and there's Brad in the middle of it holding a Bible under his arm. Brad is a man who's held a Bible under his arm for many years. And he loves God's Word and he loves to share it and minister it to people. And um, I, I remember back in the days when Brad lived with a bunch of single guys in the neighborhood here on Vallejo Street. He, he lived with the Vallejo brothers, I think we called them or something. Uh, um, and my wife and I, we just lived down the street as well. But I remember sometimes I would just look out my window from the second story and it was not uncommon to see Brad walk Walking down the sidewalk, praying, praying for the neighborhoods, praying for our church, praying for our family. And I've always been blessed uh, by, by Brad's walk with God and his heart for prayer. And also just uh, at his foundation, Brad, wherever you are, your, your heart to serve. Are you around here somewhere, Brad? Oh, there you go. He's always had a heart to serve whatever is needed. You know, um, when you look around this renovation and all the spectacular things, some of the things you might take for granted or something you might take for granted is is the floor that you're walking upon. And, and Brad... Uh, uh, Brad nearly sacrificed his life and the life of his flooring team as they put sealants down and stained this floor. And um, But whatever's needed, Brad, I've always appreciated your heart to step up, whether it's sharing the gospel, sharing the word, sealing the floor. Um, and I just encourage you to continue to bring that, that heart of... Uh, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. And I've always appreciated that about you. Encourage you to, to continue to, to bring that to bear in whatever you put your hand to. To the whole congregation here in the Highlands, I've thought about this. Um, maybe the next page there, Nick. Or Dale, whatever we got going uh, Nick, there you go. Uh, these, these lights are bright. That's... Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've just been encouraged and blessed by your support of, of Greg and Brad and working together and the unity. And, um, you know, I, I think of, uh, when I think of the Highlands here, one of the things I, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm jealous of, but I think you have an advantage and a benefit is that you meet together. Every time you meet, you meet at what I see as an Ebenezer stone. you got the reminder. Every time you show up, you've got the reminder of God's grace and God's good. And what an amazing blessing this is. I remember back when we were renovating this and started using this facility, the regional guys, Pat Sokol would say, he would say, God must really love the Firehouse Church to have given him this building, you know. And uh, and I think God does love us and his, his favor's been on us. But, but you guys have... Um, just you're working together to use this there's so many opportunities that God's given you and I know he's going to continue to give you but um, you know at the same time just uh, I think of this verse reading a reading Genesis here recently you probably saw it but I this reminds me of of God's possibilities with you and the Highlands together working together but the Lord said as one people speaking the same language, they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. And I really think if you continue to work united in the same vocabulary and working together to support Greg and Brad as your pastors, that I think you could be in God's hand an unstoppable force. And yet, you know, you've probably heard the saying that often with our greatest strength can lie our greatest weakness, our greatest danger. And I want to continue to encourage you in the Highlands here that you um, you, you have an amazing building, amazing facility. It's just just fun to come here and be here. And yet the vast majority of your mission lies with people who are not in this room. 
The vast majority of the people you must reach are outside the bricks of this wall. And even though you can use this to come and worship God and do equipping and empowering and and all that's been going on here, we must remember that that we've all been called to go. And and you're going to have to go back into your neighborhoods, back into your workplaces, back into your classrooms and go with the gospel. And sure, God's bringing people here, um, and that's a great thing, but all of us have been called to go with the gospel. And I'd encourage you to continue to do that and um, use this as a blessing. And um, I'd like to I'd like to pray and then maybe let uh, uh, I'll pray for the Highlands and, and Greg and Brad and then let him come up and um, do his thing here. But uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to take some time to thank you so much for. Uh, for Greg and Brad and the years you've given us a friendship, the years of laboring together. God, I thank you for how you've wired and gifted each one of them. And God, I thank you for the, the congregation here, the people in the Highlands, just uh, doing a, a count of people who I know who are still here today, 80 plus people, God, who I know and love. And, and I just thank you for how you've been using them to impact this neighborhood, to be salt, to be light. And God, I just ask your blessing on them. I ask that you would do great things with them moving forward than you've done for them up to now. And Lord, thus far you've helped us. And, and Lord, I pray you'd continue all the more. And I uh, thank you for my brothers and sisters here. And I just ask your blessing on this Highlands congregation, on the, the Firehouse Church here in Denver. I, I just pray you would bless and that you would give them the faith to, to walk on the water and, and follow you wherever you call them. And I just pray it would be glorious and the lost would be saved and disciples would be made. And just ask for all of this in your gracious name, Jesus. Amen. Welcome Greg up here real quick. All right. All right, what else is there to say? (laughs) Well, I have a couple things to share here. Uh, Again, it's a pleasure to be here this morning and... um, all right, so I've got three things. You know, thanks so much for what you had to say about us. I'm blessed and encouraged. I hope what I have to say is a blessing and encouragement to you guys from Parker Firehouse Church and Rich and Morgan and Drew and Bobby. So here we go. There's the first one. You see it on the screen. First two of these are really for the church, and the third one is going to be really for for you guys, pastors leading. So the first one, this is my encouragement to you. My first encouragement, and this isn't new, is it? This is what you've been doing, and so in ways this is a blessing, and saying, wow, well done, good job, connect to each other. That's what you have to do as a church, you have to be connected to each other, and I see how you've done that, I see how you're doing it, well done, well done, but keep doing it. This process of connecting, of uniting, it's essential for Parker Firehouse Church to survive. And to thrive. That's what you're going to have to do. See, in Parker, you guys know this, there's all these big mega churches and they're, they're doing good things and I have no criticism for them, but there's so much, so many opportunities for entertainment and programs out there that you guys might say, well, what do we have to offer? We can't do that. Well, what you have to offer is connection with each other. So connect with each other. Don't ever forget that that's what you have to offer. So my encouragement to you is expend whatever effort is necessary to connect to each other. Especially spiritually. Especially in life together. Don't don't confuse serving with connecting. But serving is important. But don't forget to connect. Connect with each other. Courageously say no to good things and definitely say no to bad things so you can prioritize that connection to the people in your church. Second thing I want to encourage you with today and bless you is this. Run with and run after your pastors. And you're doing it. I see you doing it. You're following them. It's great. I love this. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. See, when the Firehouse Church started, and you saw these pictures here this morning, and we were much younger, and maybe life was simpler, I don't know if it was, but I was in your shoes. Most of you who are part of Parker Firehouse Church, I was in your shoes. I was just a lay person. I say just a lay person. I was a, I was a lay person with a career, with a family that was growing. And so I understand what it was like. And it was a little church, and there's all this work and these things to do, and you look around, there's not that many people to do it. And so I understand where that was at, but I'll tell you what I did. 
I made a commitment to my pastors. I sat down with Rich and Morgan, Christine and I, we sat down with him and I said, I will run with you and I won't stop until you tell me to stop. And I tell you what, I trust it's borne good fruit for my family and for our church, but I can tell you for sure it's borne good fruit in my life. And if you do that, if you say that, if you make that commitment, it's going to bear good fruit in your life. You're going to bring stability and spiritual growth. You're going to learn patience. You're going to learn diligence. You're going to be connected to your leaders. You're going to be able to do what this verse says. Obey your leaders and submit to them. So that's my encouragement to you. Obey and submit, even though those are kind of scary words in our culture. See what they mean. Look at what they mean. See them from the scripture. Do what it says. It says there will be an advantage to you for that. Your lives and your church will be better for you if you do this. That's my challenge to you. Let these two men, Rich and Drew, let them wake up each morning with joy and not groaning because they have the task of shepherding you. And so now my third thing, this is probably more for Rich and for Drew and for your families, Joshua 1, 7 and 8. Be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all that the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And so I want to say this to you two men and your families. You guys are to be commended for what you've done. You've shown strength and courage. And I want to go all the way back and say, for building this church, the Firehouse Church, you're to be commended for showing strength and courage and doing that. Drew, I think especially of you and Bobby and your family, you guys showed up a few years ago and you moved right in to this world and you had all these little kids and it was very overwhelming, I'm sure, a point in your life. And yet, you plugged in immediately. You showed up at my small group the first week and I think you were there every single week. It was amazing. You blessed me. When we did nightlife, our Saturday night service, you said, how do I help? And you led worship almost every week, if not every week. And I thought, man, this is a guy, this is a great guy. We want to have this guy. And then all of a sudden, there was this chance to go to Parker. And you answered the call. And I think many of us here were probably disappointed that you answered the call because we wanted you to be around here. But praise God, you went. And somehow, I didn't even think it was possible, you stepped up even more in that context. What a blessing. Such courage, and it's so difficult in that place because here you came into something that was a little more established, and there you were like, well, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'll give myself to it. And you did. And so now, I know you're new and a new pastor. My encouragement to you, be strong and courageous. Because this job is not for the weak or the fearful. Rich can attest to that, I know, and so can Brad. And you're going to do awesome, I'm sure. And so, Rich and Morgan, I think about you guys, and uh, think about courage. And I think that exemplifies your life. Let's put this picture up on the screen here. Them some youngsters. <laughs> but what I wanted to share about this picture is way back in December of 2000, I was with my fiancé and we were hanging out. We were actually at another wedding. And all of a sudden, this fresh-faced guy there on the right came up to us and he said, Hey! If it'd be okay with you guys, and maybe you'd be willing to do this, I'd really like to do your wedding for you. Could I do that? (laughs) And maybe that was courageous to do, but what's even more courageous is he'd never done a wedding before. (laughs) And he came up and he did it, and there it was, and it went off with mostly without a hitch. But I think about the I think about coming here to Denver there, and we showed the pictures there from 2004. You guys moved to a big city. I think it was probably the biggest city you've ever lived in. And you had a little family, and you moved into a little apartment that was probably a lot more expensive <laughs> than you could afford, and you did it. And we saw all those pictures. You guys, it is a big task to keep a bunch of young people moving the same direction. But you guys did it. It took strength, and it took courage, and you've done that, and many people were saved because of your life and your witness and sharing the gospel with them. And then in the midst of that, you grew your family. A bunch of them are sitting over here. 
you grew the family and there was all these uncertainties. You're a small church and things are growing and changing and there's financial uncertainties and leadership uncertainties and all these things and you did it. You did it. Along the way, like we talked about, you raised up four pastors. You helped spearhead this campaign to build the finance and build this building. And I think it wasn't even mentioned, there's some of you here today who were part of three other Great Commission churches who folded in here, and that is a big deal. And you helped you help spearhead that. And now, as if that wasn't enough, you've launched Parker Firehouse Church. And we saw it again, 4,000 doors with faith. I'll tell you guys, I've knocked on doors with Rich. That's not his gift. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't. It probably is now. He's probably learned. He's probably trained. And I don't mean that negatively, but there's courage involved in doing that. Some people might be naturally courageous to go up to doors and knock and talk to people. I don't think Rich is that way, and yet he did that. You did that. And you're to be commended for that. And I bless you. And I'll say this. In some ways, Rich, you will always be my pastor. See, there you were many years ago. You were my pastor. And I know that today represents a big shift. And now we're two different church families. And we praise God for that. And so my encouragement to you is, as you've done in my life over all these years, keep doing it in the life of these others. Be strong and be courageous. We trust God in it. And so that's what I had to share this morning. Um, I think maybe in the interest of time, shall I just pray and we'll move on to, you can lead us into communion. So, yeah, Heavenly Father, I want to just pronounce a blessing upon the Parker Firehouse Church. God, even as John said at the very beginning there, this is not a typical thing. God, I don't even know... With, when this will ever happen again. So today I celebrate, Lord, we raise up this Ebenezer before you and celebrate and thank you that you have done this. Lord, we thank you that each one of us has had the opportunity to be part of this. And God, I even think about what John said this morning. He said the first service he went to was one like this, Lord. And maybe there's some people who are here, this is their first time, or they're just getting rolling with our church. Lord, I pray that each one of us would have the opportunity to see this happen again and again. Not because of our work, but because of your work, God. Lord, and we praise you for that. We thank you for what you're doing. We look forward to rejoicing together as we go forward into the future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.